Sam the Cooking Guy, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Some call him a fool, some even call him a douchebag, but I say Greg Rempe is the greatest thing to happen to barbecue since Caveman. Start the cake! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. And welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is a show that talks about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling. The show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you board here on your Tuesday evening's live fire fun and frivolity show. If you feel fit to jump in this evening or if you don't know how to follow the show, here's how you get all that stuff. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the BBQCentralShow.com. And here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, he is one of the most recognizable names out there in barbecue today. He is a cookbook author. He is a multiple restaurateur, and you have seen him on Netflix as well during the Chef's Table Barbecue Edition. He was on this show last November 2020, if you can believe it, but we will be rejoined by your pal and mine, Rodney Scott. Also Barbecue Hall of Famer, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll talk to Rodney about the book, which was about three or four months away from when last he was on the show. We'll also talk about a new business venture that he has going with a fairly recognizable and popular country singer. We will also talk about restaurant ownership. And if time allows, we might go backyard tutorial, Rodney Scott giving you the ins and outs on how to cook ribs. But I don't know if we'll have all the time for that. But if we do, we will certainly get there. Rodney Scott starting out the show. Then 35 past the hour, the longtime sponsor of the show, president of Primo Ceramic Cookers, Nick Bauer, joins the show. And we will talking, uh, we'll be talking about the upcoming HPB Expo in March, I believe it's 11th through the 13th, maybe 11th through the 14th. That'll be in Louisville out there at the great and world-famous Exposition Center by the airport. So I will be going there once again for the majority of the day on Saturday and then the majority of the day on Sunday. I already have some meetings lined up. We get to see Nick in person. 
Again, Nick is somebody who I have already met in person, if you can believe that. That's very few and far between. But we'll also be talking with the good folks over at Gosney, and we'll be talking about or talking to and meeting for the first time sponsor of the show, Ted Conrad from Fireboard, and the list goes on. So that's what's happening as we close out the first hour. Then we'll move to the second hour. It is the fourth Tuesday of a month, and we will find a new and fresh version of two embedded correspondence segments. Do we have a list of 100% surety questions? Yes. Do we have other topics to delve in on after that? Yes. And will we be going to bring in a listener to take part in the 100% surety questions? No. However, in an effort to stay on trend with technology, the most popular thing being talked about right now is artificial intelligence, especially the chat GPT. So making its debut appearance on the show as part of the Embedded Correspondence 100% Assurity panel, Chat GPT will be coming in. We'll be asking all of Chat GPT the 100% Assurity questions, and we'll see if it is a 100% yes or 100% no for Chat GPT. And that, of course, reminds me that I have to scroll down and make sure that I have the chat... What did I even do with it? There it is. Uh, that I have the chat GPT uh, app going. Hopefully here in this evening, everybody's not on it, and I get forced off to the side, which would make for a hilarious comedy bit, much like when I say I'm using Clubhouse to bring in callers, and then it fails miserably. All right, so I'm on and ready to rock and roll here for chat GPT in hour number two. So that's how the show is going to round out here this evening. Don't forget, you can follow me socially, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat at BBQ Central Show. We say good evening to those of you watching through our streaming platforms video-wise, Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. You can also watch over on YouTube slash RD Rempe. And as I had mentioned before, we are streaming once again audibly on Clubhouse where it looks like we have two live listeners of course the standby johnny mags and paul rosenberg i mentioned you by name because the likelihood that i will get you this evening is very little however enjoy the show audibly no reason to look at us i've said it time and time again theater of the mind on this show is the best way to go this week's youtube weekly poll is as such if you want your votes to count specifically go over to the youtube and weigh in there or just throw them up on Facebook or Twitch chat, and I will try to mentally add them in. But the question as follows. I currently own or will own a flat-top cooker by summer 2023 or this summer. Currently, 57% of you are saying yes, and 43% of you are saying no. So as close to 50-50 as we can currently get, but... The votes will continue to turn in, and we will ask the guests, as long as I remember, if they will be flat-top cooking by this summer or not. So, let's start here this evening. number of things to get to. First off, I want to thank everybody who has reached out to me over the past handful of days with their well wishes, positive vibes, overall good feelings as it relates to my wife and my family. I'm not going to get into the depths here, probably not now, 
most likely not ever. But that doesn't mean that I don't really appreciate the sentiments that everybody's sending. I certainly appreciate it, and I thank everybody for that. Now, related to that, to a point, I want to thank official sound engineer of the Barbecue Central show, Haniel Trisna. So some of you know from the mention above, or if you follow my wife, especially on social, I was in Houston this past weekend. It was not Houston livestock and rodeo barbecue related, but I did get to spend a few hours with Haniel in person, which to me is amazing to finally meet somebody who has had such a huge impact on the show over the past decade or so. And it was an honor and a privilege for me to sit in Haniel's company to introduce him and indoctrinate him to the world of premium cigars because I was able to bring a few. Actually, I stopped at a cigar shop in Houston and grabbed some fine sticks and asked Daniel if he was down. He's like, I've never done it before, but certainly I would be open to trying it out with you. And so we had his first cigar together, which was great. And just was able to hang out for a couple hours in the courtyard of the hotel we were staying at. Mere minutes away from Energy Stadium, no doubt, where all the barbecue shenanigans were going on. But... I mean, it was just great, and it's it's rare that I'm traveling, and it's rare that I'm in a city where there are avid centralites, and Haniel's somebody that has worked on and off with this show behind the scenes 99.9% of the time, and he has helped create what I call the Barbecue Central Show's signature sound. He's really responsible for that almost 100%, except for my voice. He's helped me set up all the gear and set all the levels and do all the processing and all that fun stuff. So to be able to spend time with him in person in a different city was something that I will always remember. And just to be able to say thank you to everything that he has helped and lent to this show and do that in person was a special treat for me. So, Haniel, appreciate the time you spent with me when I was in Houston over the weekend. And while I hope we don't do it again soon for many reasons, uh, if the time should call, I will be calling you once again, and maybe we can hit up Lupe Tortillas. Because that suggestion hit on all cylinders. I'm not going to mention what happened for dinner Wednesday night, but Thursday night made up for it, no doubt. If you've ever been to Lupe Tortilla in Houston, this is where Sam the Cooking Guy would tell me, see, you're not going to real Mexican restaurants because what was not on the menu, Chori Pollo, not on the menu at Lupi Tortillas, but that's all right. There was plenty of great things like the bar, uh, like the uh, beef fajitas, which were almost life-changing. Maybe it was life-changing now that I think about it. They were phenomenal. Rodney Scott is ready to rock and roll. We'll get to him here in just one second. Let me talk to you quickly about the National Barbecue and Grilling Association. Since 1991, the NBBQA has been the voice of the barbecue and grilling industry by helping members network and learn from proven professionals. The owner, Cal Phelps, who was on the show last week talking about the most recent annual convention out there in Orlando, looks to take the history of this organization to new heights starting this year and going beyond. 
And what am I hearing from top men and women in the industry who attended the annual conference two weeks ago? Things are changing. Things are getting better. Cal is already changing the mindset, is already changing the stereotypes and the stigmas that the organization has had for years. Not throwing any shade. However, Cal realizes what it takes to move this organization forward and grow the organization forward. Talked about it all last week. So, if you're somebody in the business to barbecue, if you are on the fence about joining NBBQA, or maybe you don't know anything about it, go to the website, nbbqa.org. Check them out, see what they're into. And again, if you're in the business of barbecue and you want to learn from proven professionals and ask questions and attend events that will be taking place throughout the course of the year in person, sign up. Now, when you sign up, you can't make it to one of those events in person. They record everything. So after the fact, they edit it down, give you the best parts of the meetings. And then because of your membership, you can access through the video archives. NBBQA.org. That's NBBQA.org. We are back with Rodney Scott right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. We visit CookinPellets.com. That's say, uh, say, C-O-O-K-I-N. Pellets.com for more information or to purchase or to see what other products they have that might compliment your pellet cooker or desire for smoky goodness. Why not? Cookandpellets.com. Maybe Chris Becker will be at the show in a couple weeks as well. We'll see. My first guest tonight, one of the most recognizable names in the industry, especially when it comes to Whole Hog. If you are a fan of that Chef's Table show, then of course you are a fan of my next guest, a 2020 Barbecue Hall of Fame nominee and famer. We welcome back friend of the show, Rodney Scott. Hey, Rodney. What's happening? How you doing? I am absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you making time once again here for the show and honored that you would take uh, 20 minutes here out of your busy schedule on a Tuesday. I mean, what, what are the great things that you have going on a Tuesday, of course, than to spend some time here on a ridiculous live fire internet-based show? Rodney. Oh, man. Let's talk about... So last time you were on the show, as we were sound checking. Uh, last night, I uh-huh. reminded you that the last time you were on the show, and it both kind of uh, hit us in the face with a wow, was November twenty uh, was November twenty twenty. So a number yeah. a number of months ago, and not soon after the visit, Rodney Scott's World of Barbecue Every Day Is a Good Day runs out. That was technically March twenty twenty one. So, how does the book end up being received by the audience? You know, well, first of all, hello, and thanks again for having me back. My pleasure, and, absolutely. Um, it's always great to be here. Uh, the book seemed to be well-received because uh, the first part of the book, it, we we tell the story of me, Rodney Scott, the individual, 
growing up in the family business, you know, all of the things I experienced as teenagers, high school graduation, my love for vehicles, um, my dislike for farming, uh, all of the things that you don't always hear from people who do barbecue. Um, where I hung out, the bands I listened to, all of that, it's written in the book. And a, a lot of the stories in the book touched on subjects that a lot of people are kind of ashamed to talk about. So it was pretty well received. Everybody said, I understand that situation. I've been there, you know, or I'm in that current situation. What's, if you think of one song that is a life changing or a framework song for Rodney Scott, what is Anthony Hamilton giving you the best of me? Really? Amazing. Yes. 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 I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you my song. Okay. Tell but me I, anyway. But I'll tell, tell you anyway. Because every day is a good day. Every day. When somebody asks me what song shook you to the very core. Uh-huh. Eighth grade summer going into freshman year in high school. Saratoga Springs, New York on a visit back because that's where we moved from. And my old uh -huh. neighbor, we're in his bedroom and he puts on a bootleg copy. NWA straight out of Compton. The, <laughs> the title track straight out of Compton. Those drums kick in. I'm telling you, and then, of course, listening to the whole album, it shook my whole life. I had no idea about rap music in that way. It was, you know, a lot of Sugar Hill Gang yeah. and, you know, whatever before that. But that was like a, a, a revolutionizer. Obviously, icons in the industry. But whenever I hear you are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge and then those drums kick in, it rushes <laughs> me all the way back to that eighth grade summer. <laughs> And uh, that song just like shook me to the core in, in a very good way. So that's a, a defining moment good. for me. Good. Do you read the reviews on that book? And if so, do you filter for only the good ones to show up? Honestly, I don't read the reviews a lot. Um, I'll peep over one or two here and there. Uh, I try not to let too many reviews get to me, whether they're negative or positive. So, you know, I like to just stay focused and keep moving forward. But um, I've heard a lot of people, you know, give good reviews on the book. Um, there was a lot of recognition. It made cookbook of the year um, with the IACCP. Um, I, I was amazed to just have that recognition. But there are a lot of folks. There were, I can think of two people that bought the book, came to events where the book was being, you know, sold or passed out as a gift. And they would have another book signed anyway, <laughs> even though they already had one at home because I was present. They just wanted me to autograph a book for them. Wow. So I, in my opinion, it's been well received. As I go through the scathing portion of these remarks, here's the, here's the one that continues to show up as a refrain of sorts, which was the first 50 pages that you had mentioned was a, a Rodney Scott autobiography. So let me ask you this. Yeah. As you are sitting with the publisher, you're putting the book together, and now it's ready to go out and start promoting pre-sale, you know, whatever you're doing these days. Is there a push uh -huh. to make sure that folks know as potential consumers that this isn't just a cookbook or a recipe book? There is actually Rodney Scott, the human, in the front end of this book, and then you'll get what you want in the back half. Well, well, not a big push, but, you know, in the beginning, the, the plan was to have a recipe and a story behind each recipe in what type of music you would play with each recipe. And as we dug into where each recipe came from, it started to dwell into stories being told about 
the things that happened around it or that particular time in my life. <laughs> so we just, I said, you know what, man, let me give it to you straight. And we put it all out there and we presented it to the editor. And the, the next question was, are you sure? And I said, absolutely. Let's print it. Let's put it out there. Let's tell the story. And, and we did. We've talked a lot about books, especially in the first half of this or the first part of this year uh, with some other folks that have either done it or are currently in the process of doing it. Are you approached to write yeah. a book or did you feel it was time to tell your story and you had to get a, liter a literary agent and then solicit a publisher? Well, I was I was approached a couple of times. There were a few people that suggested you should write a book. Of course, I looked at them and I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. But uh, when I was approached, you know, asked do you want to write a book? You know, like, uh, I guess, you know, let's do it. And we, we got an agent and got the conversation going. And here we are a few years later, we got a first book under our belt. Do they tell you we want to see uh, certain pre-sale numbers or we want to see how engaged an audience is? I was talking with uh, meathead a couple weeks ago. He's working evidently on a second book. And he said, you know, what wasn't, in the first book, as important, is now really important in the second book, and that's how big is your following on social media? What kind of a club do you have or don't you have? Or how big and, and what's your website traffic like? So they can decide, I guess, either how much advance they want to pay you or how well they might decide to forecast out how well the book is going to sell. Are they telling you, hey, Rodney, uh, you know, press out and see how many pre-sales that you can get? I mean, is that just part of the business these days for books? Well, they do mention some of the subjects that we want to kind of touch on, you know, around the industry. And, you know, sometimes they, we discuss how much budget you would need to get your book printed, uh, get your pictures done, um, how much the first or the previous book has done. Uh, we've since been approached about another book. Mm -hmm. uh, more to come later on that. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the discussion comes around the first book's performance. The people that uh, the sales of the books, the discussions, the everything from the audio books, everything is involved in how and how much is going towards the next book. If you're just new to barbecue and you're looking for great books, Rodney Scott's World of Barbecue Every Day is a Good Day, currently available on Amazon and probably wherever books are sold. So go yeah. ahead and look that up. Now, Southern Living Magazine's top 50 barbecue list was released earlier this year. A second Tuesday yes. of the month regular guest here on the show happens to be Robert Moss, who is the guy yes. evidently personally responsible for generating this list. Rodney Scott's Whole Hog Barbecue ranked 26th on the list, so making the top uh -huh. 50 is great, no doubt. Ten spots Definitely. down, Scott's uh -huh. Barbecue. So is uh -huh. it a potential point of no matter where you are on the list, just being ahead of the family business is what you're really looking for, or does it not even make a difference? Listen, honestly, it doesn't make a difference. Um, shout out to everybody that made that list and so many people who have yet to get on that list. But, you know, there's a saying in the country that old folks used to say as a, when I was a kid, they would say, it's great to be in the number. You know what I mean? And just to be recognized in that group amongst all of these great barbecue restaurants I'm appreciative of that. You know, I'm, I'm so focused on delivering my best again, giving you the best of me. I'm so focused on giving you my best that, you know, I don't pay attention to chasing the levels of the family restaurant being above it or blow it. You know, none of that. Just focus on doing the best I can with barbecue on a day to day basis. Rodney Scott joining us here on the show, Rodney Scott's BBQ.com, the website. So 
you have the restaurants currently, but you told me as we were sound checking last night, maybe there's yeah. some other restaurant shenanigans that might be afoot here. So uh, you had mentioned that you, a, a fairly famous country singer, might be going into business together. So if for the folks who don't know, <laughs> uh, give us a little inside scoop there and what we can expect. Well, um, one of the things you can expect from the Rodney Scott's World of Barbecue coming up is uh, we partnered up with Eric Church, a uh, country music singer, and we're currently under construction in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, where we're going to open the building called Chiefs, um, which is paying homage to Eric's album, Chiefs. And uh, we this is, will be our first barbecue restaurant on the rooftop. Um, we'll be in the air where you can see us, you can smell us, <laughs> you know, um, this will be probably, I would have to say, my biggest, biggest project on the bar- in the barbecue world yet. How do you come together with Eric Church? Listen, man, as much as I love music, <laughs> you, you may see me at any concert, and I happened to meet up with Eric, and he found out who we were. Um, how do you just, just meet up connected. with I go to concerts, and I don't meet up with anybody. <laughs> so how do you meet up with the, the headliner of the show? Well, uh, apparently somebody knew somebody else and uh, we all got introduced. Wow. Um, I remember walking past him at a golf tournament in Charleston and uh, I was like, dude, that's Eric Church. And we didn't talk that particular day, but a few weeks later we were in connection. So I guess it was word of mouth and the smell of the smoke in the air, man. I don't know. And he's just a foodie or he's a, a capitalist slash, uh, you know, a restaurateur man. kind of person or and where's the connection? Well, the connection first again is music, um, and then we created a friendship. He, he's a foodie. He's he's more than just a guy. You know what I mean? He's he's like family. We we sit, we talk, we laugh. We I go to his shows. He comes to the restaurant. You know, it doesn't it 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 goes deeper than just another guy across the table. You know what I mean? It's 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 a brotherhood. Hmm. So is this Rodney Scott invested in a restaurant? Let me back out here for a second. As Uh I've done this show for now 15 years of live nonsense, I've come Mm -hmm. to learn that there's now different facets of restaurant ownership or being in the restaurant game. I always thought it was, you know, like your uh, parents had, you open the store, you're working in it all day, all night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, how you came up with the whole deal. But then I learned that there were also uh, financial backers that you might be able to uh, strike relationships with, and they're helping you get into the restaurant business, but it's still kind of like you're in it all the time. But then there seems to be other things like uh, licensing. So I come up to Rodney Scott and I say, hey, Rodney, I want to pay you uh, X amount of money over this term. I want you to put together the menu and make sure the cooking's on point, but you don't have any financial stake or anything to lose other than if the restaurant doesn't perform as well, your percentage of the take every month isn't going to be as big as if it was doing better. So where are you invested on this Chiefs? Is it licensing or does Rodney Scott have no. real cheese in this? Oh, you're going to see Rodney Scott in this thing. You know, we, it's going to be real cheese. You know what I mean? Again, family or brotherhood, we're together. We're, we're going to make this thing grow. We're going to bring a lot of joy with food and music and and drinks you name it but we're we're all in is it a barbecue restaurant is it a is it a vibe of barbecue as a main focus 
with country music playing in the background, or is barbecue just a portion of? Barbecue is a portion of it. Uh, Eric will be in the building. You know, uh, music, live music will be in there. Dueling piano bars, you you name it, all of the entertainment, and then to top it off, the barbecue is there as well. Hmm. Yeah, Nashville has some pretty well known barbecue restaurants, of course. Yes. Are yes, you going to be catering to a Tennessee style barbecue, or is it going to be Rodney Scott's barbecue no matter where you are in the country? It's going to be Rodney Scott's barbecue no matter where you are in the country. Hmm. You know, we of course we always try to compliment the local areas that we we go into, but uh, we also bring along the Rodney Scott's barbecue. Let's take it to the backyard real quick. Got okay. about five minutes here, so I have. I have a couple bucks in my pocket. We're going to go to the grocery store here, and we're going to buy ribs to cook in the backyard. What are we looking for okay. if Rodney Scott's buying ribs, just commodities? What are we looking for before we actually get well, home and start prepping? Well, before we get home, we want to find a nice uh, cut. You can get a spare rib if your budget's you know a little tight. You can improve along with a St. Louis cut if you want to make the next level up. Um, you want to find a nice meaty rib but not too much fat, You know, nice marbling on there. And uh, when you get that rib, you're going to take it home. You're going to get that membrane off of it. You're going to take some Rodney Scott's rib rub, and you're going to uh, sprinkle it over it to prep it. Once you get that membrane off, then bone side down at about 200, 250 for about an hour and a half. And then you're going to take the sauce and, and mop it with the Rodney sauce, flip it and mop it again and let it finish cook on the other side. Now, I got to say this. Uh, we partnered with Spice House recently. Um, a company that came along in like the 1950s, I think 57 was the year wow. with some premium spices. And we got different flavors. You know, we have a, a, a smoky sweet hickory, a garlic butter. You know, we have those options as well. So you can either do the Rodney Scott's or you can do the Rodney Scott's partnership with Spice House. We, we have a couple of brands that you can use. But my personal favorite, of course, you know, is the Rodney Scott's Rib Rub. Yeah, and I, of course, I'm a huge fan of the Rodney Scott uh, vinegar sauce, which is absolutely phenomenal, especially on pork, Thank of you. course. But it's got yes. that nice uh, peppery bite to it because there's a lot of pepper in it, which is uh, you can see it, of course. But it's and yes. that's right, right in my wheelhouse, no doubt. Um, when you're running the pit, do you have a special pit? preference let me are you just a brick pit guy if you could do it or does it matter offset pellet cooker whatever i prefer a direct cook when i'm uh cooking uh ribs just like you would do a burger or or a steak on the grill outside uh, i prefer to direct cook um that's one of my favorite ways of doing things i have used everything from center block pits to metal pits to webers to offsets but my personal favorite is uh either the center block or any direct cook pit is one of my favorites to cook on so you're probably not cooking to time per se. It's more of a feel, maybe pick it up and bend it, you know, yeah. whatever the pit master tricks is for Rodney Scott. But I mean, you're looking at like a three, four hour cook for a rack of spare ribs or longer than that? Uh, for a rack of spare ribs, three to four hours. Yeah. You want to pay attention to it to make sure because, you know, as a lot of people tend to forget, every cut is different. So you always want to give it that three to four hour time frame. So would this be akin to a rendezvous type cook or do they cook hotter than you would cook direct? You know, honestly, I don't know how Rendezvous cooks, um, but with us, we cook direct a little low and slow. Hmm. Any wrapping or yeah. is that uh, no that wrapping nonsense? No wrapping. Never? You got the, the never. Hmm. We never wrap the ribs. You can take that Rodney Scott's rib rub and that Rodney Scott's uh, sauce 
and you can take those two things over a direct grill and you'll be fine. You'll be perfect. When you're done, what's the Uh best side to go with ribs? The best side to go with the ribs when you're done, for me personally, I would probably grab the baked beans because for some unknown reason, baked beans and then potato salad are two of my favorite things I like to put with those ribs. Um, But of course, to each his own. You got grilled corn options. You got all kinds of side options, but I would grab that potato salad and baked bean first. I saw on Twitter today, Andy Staples from ESPN said that the most blasphemous side doesn't have to be barbecue related, I guess, but I usually relate it to barbecues. Coleslaw. You like coleslaw? <laughs> I do like coleslaw. Yeah. He was hating all over it. I'd never seen such a man uh, oh, throw hate. I think, he, you know, not that I was remembering the post, he was talking about uh, canes. They make uh, oh. chicken planks or whatever, and evidently it's, and that's all they do. My kids, you know, absolutely love it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but they have a, a Texas toast, garlic bread, the chicken strips, and then uh-huh. coleslaw. And he's like, Yep. Why would you get the coleslaw? Get double the bread. Tell coleslaw, forget it. I've never understood anybody <laughs> that wants coleslaw. I hated coleslaw my whole life. And then somebody put it on the top of a pulled pork sandwich, and it changed my life. Oh, Is that great? Amazing. Yes, yes, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the the textural differences and the additions that it uh, brings to the pork sandwich is absolutely phenomenal. Anything else, uh, Ronnie, that you have coming up soon? You're going to be on television and a movie? Uh, anything like that? Um, there's some TV stuff coming up right now. Um, I'm not legally allowed to say as of yet, but, uh, stay tuned. You'll see us on doing a little bit of TV stuff. Um, you'll see me in the restaurants as much as possible. You know, I'm going to try to rotate and be in every single restaurant in, uh, Avondale, Homewood and Trustville, Alabama. Uh, I'll be in Atlanta hanging out. And of course, Charleston, I'll be in all of these restaurants as much as possible. So, um, that's not new, but that's where I'll be. If you want to find me. Uh, man, what else was new? We had a, a team baseball card come out with uh, Alan and Jenter. So there's a baseball card with my picture on it. Um, man, what else is new? It's barbecue season again. That's what's new. It's yeah. always barbecue season. Who are you talking to? This is the, uh, yeah. this is the show that caters <laughs> to that. Let me ask you one, one last question, and thank you for the time tonight. I remember asking uh, Aaron Franklin a number of years ago, and this is just mm-hmm. you know him with the one – uh, with the one place. So it's probably yeah. much harder for you. But I said, hey, do you feel a pressure where if somebody's waiting in line four hours, five hours before they even hit the cutting station, uh, or if they're waiting in line for one of your restaurants, they finally get up to order or sit down at the table. Do you feel the pressure that you, Aaron, or you, Rodney, need to be available to say, to complete the experience? They've made this whole time investment. Now they're eating. And uh-huh. if they can see you, it's like, wow, you know, everything's full circle and this is a great experience. Is there any pressure like that on you or can you not operate like that at this point? First of all, I have an amazing team backing me up, you know, everywhere from, you know, from the person last hired all the way up to the management team. Uh, I have a great team backing me up and I do my best to try to touch as many tables as I can when I'm in each restaurant. I love to try to spend time with the guest. I do feel a little pressure wanting to satisfy folks. Um, just today, I saw a message from uh, early February where a young lady asked if I was going to be in the restaurant. She wanted to introduce her husband to me as a birthday present. Mm. And, you know, I just reached back out. In a, I had to reach out. So there's a little pressure on wanting to satisfy the guests. But I, unfortunately, you can't always be in the restaurant. But as much as possible, I like to feel 
you know, to give them that feeling of joy that they came and they saw me and they got a chance to taste our food. Um, yeah, there's a little pressure there, but not a ton. Busy as ever. Potential TV, but we can't talk about that. We got the restaurant coming up with Eric Church, of course, so stay aware on that and other stuff. Uh, We'll try and not let like a year and change pass before we come back (laughs) together here on the Barbecue Central Show, but we're talking with Rodney Scott. RodneyScottsBBQ.com, the website. Be sure to get the book. Rodney, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing it. Yes, thank you. Thank you. There he is. Rodney Scott right there again. If you're just tuning in or you're just looking for new barbecue books and you weren't aware, Rodney Scott's World of Barbecue, every day is a good day. Get some autobiography up front, and then you get into the recipes and the back half, so stay tuned or go out and get it there, Amazon.com, of course, or wherever you get books. Why not? All right, Nick Bauer, let me check, is right there in Clubhouse, so I invite him on stage. Things seem to be going swimmingly. We'll see when we actually start to talk. And as luck would have it, I'll be talking to you about Primo Grills before we talk with Mr. Primo Grill himself. What do we love about ceramic cooks? We love that they're fuel efficient. We love that you can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meats. We love that they can get rip-roaring hot for high-temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing from the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The real ability to do true two-zone cook. Two-zone cooking is important to both professional and backyard cooks alike. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire in a round ceramic cooker is not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo Grill and the game-changing oval design. The shape gives you the ability to execute that two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. Really, when you break it down, get a load of this. There's more than 60 different ways to configure the Primo cooker, so you're only limited by your culinary imagination. Of course, we all know about the upgrades that have taken place here over the last few years. Now the accessories are coming in. Primo Grill Rotisserie, the Primo Grill Pizza Accessory, the Rib Rack, the Drip Pans, all that fun stuff. And... We'll be learning about some more new stuff with Nick coming up here. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the biz? Yes. Patented technology? Yes. True two-zone cooking capabilities? I just said that. Multiple sizes of oval ceramics? You betcha. Go to primogrill.com and find a dealer near you. Check them out on Facebook or Instagram. That's primogrill.com. And we are back with Nick Bauer, president of Primo, right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And we thank Rodney Scott for joining us last segment. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck. Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. 
My next guest, the president of Primo Grills, longtime sponsor of the show, and a company continuing to make quality moves in the industry. If you're going to be in Louisville at the HPB Expo next month, then you will want to stop by and say hi to the gang at Primo and check out all the ovals on display. However, you might be wondering what's new before next month, or maybe you're not heading to the show. We can find out right now as we race to the hotline and welcome back to our pal, Nick Bauer. Nick, how are you? Hey, how's it going, buddy? Great. I'm doing well, and I apologize. I didn't grab your sexy picture, so it's Nick on the black screen, but sounding great. So that's all that matters, right? It's all audio here. Um, That's okay. Nick, the YouTube question of the evening is this. I currently own or will own a flat top cooker by the summer of 2023. Yes or no? Where do you weigh in? Me personally? Yes. Well, that's one of the, that's a very interesting question. One of the, the new accessories that Primo is going to induce here in the next month is a, is a flat top griddle for, for a Primo. So wow. I, really? Yeah. So <laughs> oh. First, they probably won't be going out and buying another one. I'll just be using the mm. the accessory that I've been testing for about the last six months. But uh, that's a very, uh, very well-timed question. Yeah. Now, people might think that that was slow played or we had that game planned up. However, uh, that was completely not the case. I actually had a question towards the end of our interview here this evening, which was centered around uh, flat top cookers in general. So I guess let's just stay with the theme since we've already uh, unknowingly encroached upon that. It seems so. You have a flat top accessory that's going to be coming out. There's a lot of other, you know, main cooking units that have flat top accessories for them. Uh, grill grates, even you can flip them over and go from rails to a, a pseudo uh, flat top uh, thing, but it's got the holes. So if you're doing eggs or something, you'll lose some stuff through the holes there. But now you're seeing a number of companies go for standalone griddle options. Uh, Traeger just came out with one. Uh, Weber just came out with one. Blackstone owns 80% of that current market. I'm not sure exactly how big it is, but 80% of whatever it is, is a, a pretty fair number. And uh, I think Next Grill has one. So more and more grill companies or uh, companies that have freestanding grills are also coming out with freestanding flat top cookers. Aside from the accessory then, is that something you and the Brain Trust had talked about bringing a separate flat top cooker whatever fuel it would be to market just to compete you know we've on the barrel master gas side of our business we looked at bringing a separate flat top and we have a sample and we tested and and then COVID hit and, and we never brought it to market on the primo the charcoal side we're, we're really staying on the the griddle the flat top just as a ex- accessory which some of the brands in europe have been doing a couple years prior so you can definitely see the pop the popularity getting more and more out there as the you know as COVID hit and people stay at home and it's just it's just a fun way to cook so we we had our sales meeting about two weeks ago we had probably 40 to 45 people there and we used two of the griddles on our Primo, and we cooked lunch in, I don't know, didn't even take 20 minutes, you know, 30 minutes. It's it's a good, if you're having people over, and you know, the social aspect. Um, it's fun. People can watch. It's it's active. And so, you know, it's it's just a fun way to cook. 
Will you have uh, different griddle inserts then for the varying sizes of ovals? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we'll have we'll have one for each size. We actually had reached out to you. It's funny you mentioned grill 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 grates. Reached out to them to do a custom insert for us so you can sear the steak in the middle and you have those nice little fancy and sexy uh searing lines on them so that 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 may be coming in in the future is uh brad a pretty easy guy to deal with like that or is he pretty shrewd i i i think he's a great 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 guy actually uh on on one of my trips driving down to the driving down to my sister's in Florida. I uh, drove by his house and saw his deck and all the different grills and samples he has on his deck, which is kind of, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if we even talked twice before next thing, next thing I know I'm on his deck looking at, looking at all the different grills he has. So that was probably three years or so ago. I forget when that was time. Time is definitely flying. Uh, Nick Bauer joining us here on the show, primogrill.com, the website, of course. He had mentioned Broilmaster, so if you're not familiar with that, you can certainly uh, go on broilmaster.com and see the gas grill line that they offer as well. So we had teased a little bit about HPB Expo in the intro there. Are you somebody who relishes going to things like the National Hardware Convention out in Las Vegas like a month and a half ago, and then, the, of course, the impending HPB Expo type events? Or is that well, just part of the business, and that's how business gets done? Well, this, this is the first year that the hardware show was combined with the builder show. And, and normally, we go to the builder show on the harsh side of our business, so yeah. our, our, wood, our wood stoves, fireplaces, things like that. And there's not normally a lot of grill product, but this show about broke Vegas this year, there's a couple hundred thousand people. You couldn't get a taxi. You couldn't get a hotel. They sold out of room. So oh. I, I normally look forward to going to shows, but it was a complete disaster out in Vegas. It was just too many people and not enough to support. But uh, yeah, this is my, this will be my 15th year of going to the, the HPBA show, which is the Hearth, Hearth Barbecue Patio Association. And it's our core show. So it is, mm. you know, we go to four or five shows a year, but this is probably 80% when it comes to importance. Uh, we take a lot of people, 20, 30 people. It's a long four or five nights because we have the national board meeting, which is a full two, two, two days before the show starts or day before the show starts plus a dinner. So it's a, it's a long show. It's always a good show, um, but it's, it's definitely you're happy and tired when it's over. I remember going to my first uh, Mid-American truck show when I got into the trucking business a number of years ago, and the first handful, it was always, this is going to be a great show, this is going to be a great show, and by the time I started stop going to it, there was a thought of, we have to go because we're afraid everybody else is going to go, and we don't want to go, and there wasn't, or at least there didn't seem to be a mindset there was still that great return on showing up and, and investing all that money into it. Uh, is it still a good return on investment or is it one of those things where if you don't show up, you're also worried that everybody else is going to show up and you might not be the only ones doing that? Yeah, it's, it, it's zero kind of what about what other people are doing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I took over a long time family business, but we were relatively new to the hearth and, and grill industry so we needed to we had 
a small percentage of, of market share 15 years ago and and we needed to gain more to grow and so it's it's always been great growth opportunities for us do i wish more dealers where i do i wish more more non-sales reps and manufacturers would go absolutely um so it's 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 not your be all sell all. I mean, we still invite dealers and and people to to our our plants to to our factories. We do we do the primo bash thing once a year, and we'll we'll be doing that again this sub, September, so people can come see the factory, see where it's made. So it's you know it's it, it's it's still great. It's still and especially for us because we're out out of the the Midwest, so most of our customers are can drive to mm-hmm. Louisville, which is going to help. So if the, if the show was in California or, or Seattle, I don't know if it'd be as good for us, but it seems these last couple shows have been pretty close to where we are, which helps us for sure. Will you pick up new dealers every year? Yeah. You know, yeah. um, we, y- y- yes, absolutely. And it's as much, you know, we introduced four to eight to 10 new products per year, pre COVID, mm-hmm. depending on grill wow. and, Arth and all that. So it's as much as just training on the new stuff because our customers buy from multiple manufacturers who are who all coming out with new stuff every single year. And it's the one time a year where our customers are going to be there and you can get their attention to show them what's new and then are, are what's coming. Or uh, you can, you know, or if they're mad at you, you can have a face to face conversation because emails and text messages and Zoom are awful. Um, there's nothing beats that face to face. All right. Let's let's just talk. We talked about the griddle insert that's going to be coming new. What about anything else new that might be showing at the expo in Louisville? Yeah, so probably the the most exciting thing, and you know, this is where you, be one of those. Well, how come it took you so long? So <laughs> the XL has been our sixty seventy percent. Uh, number one seller for 20 plus years and it's not even close between the sizes so a lot of people would like oh, how come you're off for three other sizes uh, which is a good question but anyway so we're coming out with a bigger version so we're calling it the xxl and the current size is about 400 square inches the new one's gonna be about 500 square inches so it's gonna be 25 percent bigger than our largest model now so we've seen you know, you can be on the message board for for a week or so. I'm like, hey, should I get the large or should I get the extra large? And it's always the go go bigger, go bigger, yeah. go, go go bigger. So we're going to offer a larger size for the people that want to that want to keep going bigger. And that will be on display in uh, in Louisville. We have uh, we have three made samples. Mm-hmm. Uh, we showed it we showed it two weeks ago at our sales meeting. Um, so you'll physically be able to uh, to see it. Uh, molds still need, still need to be created, which take a while, and it's always a, a longer process than one would hope to bring to market. But we started about six, about six months ago, um, so we hope to have it out this fall. Anything accessory-wise aside from the griddle? Yeah, so I, I asked on our Facebook group chat, not group chat, the Facebook message, uh, no fan page. Fa- <laughs> yeah. fan page, whatever you want to call it, uh, kind of two or three years ago about what ac- accessories should we do. And th- you know, you saw the rotisserie, the pizza, the drip pans, all this. So I, I asked that again, 
about a week before our sales meeting, so maybe three or four weeks ago, and we got some really good I ideas off of that. So we're we're doing some sampling, some pro some prototyping now. So you'll you'll see some other stuff come probably here early next year, and that stuff we're doing now because we can do a new accessory like that depending on simple. The 12 months or so from the time I buy a random prototype or sample online or I draw something on a piece of paper and I, and I give it to the guys to make. It takes about 12 months. Nick Bauer joining us here on the show, primogrill.com, the website, and they'll be exhibiting at the HPB Expo in mid-March uh, here in Louisville at the HPB Expo. Nick, in the world of connected cookers, which at this point in the game is usually associated with pellet cookers. Kamado Joe is set to release their own version soon. They're calling it the Connected Joe or something along those lines. It's not officially out anywhere yet, but according to cookoutnews.com, you're going to put charcoal in it. It's going to auto light that charcoal, and then it will have either a dial or some type of a touchscreen where you can dial in the temperature that you want that uh, Kamado Joe to run at. You think this is going to be a trend for other ceramic grills to follow, or is this going to be a, a one-off specifically related to Kamado Joe? Yeah, so we've been, we've been thinking about that a while. The, the vendor who's making that for Kamado Joe actually has been trying to sell us that uh, the same exact thing as well. <laughs> it it we we live in a really small world when it comes to that type of stuff. Uh, you know, I. We'll definitely, and we have been, we, we've been prototyping a uh, electric grill that has the same exact features. It's just not charcoal that we that, that we have a patent on that we may end up bringing the market. I think, I think there is a need. I mean, maybe not a need. I think there is a, a, a some people want that, um, but we had to decide: Are we going to do a Electric grill, a XXL grill, or a kind of the one you just dis described. And we decided these last these twelve months we we kind of focus on that grill first. But we'll definitely look look at it. I I have some different ideas on how to make it better. So we'll see. You know, it's you know people really like to control things from their phone. Um, so people really like to eat. So maybe. This is Nick Bauer. You can find him in Louisville mid-March at the HPB Expo. He is a longtime sponsor of the show, which we certainly appreciate. And the website, of course, primogrill.com. Nick, always appreciate the time, and I will see you in a few weeks in person. Yep, one last thing. Yeah, we go ahead. Added, we just added our new factory video on the w website. So if anyone wants to see the, the factory, kind of see behind the scenes, see grills being made, you can find it on our website now all right so uh, primogrill.com look for the factory uh video that's up there and check it all out again nick thanks so much and we'll see you soon thanks so much buddy you got Cheers. It. nick bauer right there i'm reaching for the buttons that are in front of me to control the on off but of course he is joining us via clubhouse by the way sam the cooking guy that worked great <laughs> sometimes it works Luckily, when it counts, it works. It seems when it doesn't count, it doesn't work that well, but that's all right. We continue on here. Before we get ready to wrap the show, uh, <clears throat> the first hour, 
I will tell you about a little company out of Texas called Pits and Spits. The best looking, best cooking smokers on the planet. Pits and Spits offers a full family of products, including traditional offset smokers, wood pellet grills, charcoal grills, travel grills, combination pits, fire pits, and much more. Pits and Spits has been one of the only American fabrication shops that's focused on smokers and grills for almost 40 years. Why is that important? They're able to put an emphasis on quality and design, locally sourced materials, and unmatched attention to detail. The fully welded barrel to the heavy gauge steel brings both function and beauty to life. Pits and Spits builds every product with the intention that it'll get passed down for generations. Whether you're into competition barbecue or you want to take that backyard barbecue and grilling game to the next level, there's a product for you. Check them out at this website, pitsandspits.com slash BBQ Central. That's pits and spits, all spelled out, dot com slash BBQ Central. And then as you are shopping around, maybe you're buying a pit or two, or have you accumulated enough accessories to get over that $500 mark at checkout, if you use my code BBQ Central, you will see a free spice pack come with your pits or whatever else you're buying. So once again, it's BBQ Central at checkout and use the website pitsandspits.com slash BBQ Central and enjoy that free spice pack. All right, we're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. And we thank Nick Bauer from Primo Grills for joining us the last segment. If you're flat top crazy and you have a Primo, now you have an accessory coming your way with the Primo Grill griddle accessory. I don't know if we put an official name for that, but that sounds good enough. And what else did I parse from that conversation? There could be perhaps the first electric ceramic cooker coming down the pike. Not soon, but I believe that was just leaked out a little bit. A lot of things going on. No standalone flat top cooker. That was the question that I had for Nick, but that was quickly put to rest there at the beginning of the interview. So if you want to learn and see and feel the new biggest, which is the double XL Primo cooker, make plans to get down to the HPB Expo in Louisville, which I believe is March 11th. Well, why did I stop thinking and just go right to the thing? Yeah, 11th through the 13th, I believe it is. As far as exposition, I'll be there the 11th and 12th. So if you want to see the XXL, which is 20% bigger than the XL in person, touch it, feel, love it. Go to the Primo booth. She said they bring 40 people. That's a huge show. Wow. I'll be looking forward to seeing Nick in person and then touching all their stuff in person. Why not? All right. We are pointing to the second hour. Go ahead and refresh your libations. We have plenty of stuff to get to here. I may or may not have a cat piss update. I may or may not have a website update. Who knows what could happen here over the next minute, two, or ten. The only way to find out is stay tuned. We'll be right back. 